This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharudin. You're tuned in to the show that explores the narratives of historical landmarks and places in the Klang Valley. In this episode, we will talk about the Federal Hill in light of a report that came out recently indicating that some development projects have taken place there. Recently, Brita Harian published a report claiming that multiple development projects have started at Bukit Persekutuan or Federal Hill. According to their report, some areas have been cordoned off, suggesting that they have been bought by developers. There were also bulldozers and lorries carrying sand sighted there. This is a worrying report, taking into factor the fact that some environmental groups, including Malaysian Nature Society, have been calling for the area to be gazetted for the longest time due to its importance as a green lung and a heritage site for our capital. Our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa, who has spoken about the hill on the show in 2019, chimes in on this latest development. Well, um, I think if you're saying it hasn't been gazetted as a heritage zone, you're, you're correct. You know, I mean, it obviously is part of the whole of the KL landscape <laughs> and part of the KL uh, city plan, right? And uh, the the development uh, that we we saw in and that was uh, reported in the news article has been in a sense a long time coming, and I think that there have been various groups, including MNS um, and Badanwari San, but you know mainly MNS because the headquarters are. Uh, are right there in that same area, you know, have been trying to stave off the development for ever so the longest time. And uh, about 15 years ago, when it kind of became really pressing and when there was a lot of talk that the area was going to be, all, all the government quarters in that area were going to be demolished and that there would be, you know, a new development put into there. Um MNS uh, approached uh, Badan Warisan and, and together we did a, uh, both organizations uh, did various, you know, surveys and came up with a proposal um, to locate a natural history museum in that area because there was talk again, you know, talk about talk, right? There was talk of uh, building a new purpose-built Natural History Museum in Putrajaya. And it was like, well, here is an area. It's definitely part of the green lung of KL. It has a lot. And although it's not primary uh, rainforest like Bukit Nanas, it uh, certainly is a very well-established forested area, wooded area. And within that area, because it has been pretty much left to the nature, the natural environment has been allowed to not just grow and develop, but really to, to blossom and, and, and to, you know, uh, meet its full potential, that uh, the proposal was, well, why build a new building when you actually have all of these outdoors? And why don't we use or reuse a lot of the government quarters, which by then, some of which were no longer being used by government servants, uh, were either vacant or, you know, being rented out to other people who were not part of the government service. So why not re-adapt and retool these places, these buildings, rather than build new buildings? And so to create 
really quite a different concept of a natural history museum because you are putting the museum within the natural context. So that was the proposal in 2007. But I, I think that, that, I mean, I know that that proposal didn't carry through because, you know, there were other um, drivers, maybe. I, I can't say why exactly the decisions were made against it, but certainly uh, the idea of the natural history museum within a natural landscape and a natural environment was not carried through. So, and since then, and I, prior to that, but definitely since then, there has, you know, every so often there will be sort of, you know, flurries of concern by environmental groups, by, you know, heritage groups, by individuals who live in and around the area, that the area was going to be redeveloped, but redeveloped into more intensive buildings. Um, and what would be lost then would be the natural environment within which uh, this sits. So, I think that that, you know, and then seeing the article today, I just thought to myself, my goodness, you know, it is so sad that the potential, although it's just one edge of it, it's a much larger area, but one edge of it where, uh, you know, the, the, the land is owned by the government is, is now been, well, denuded of, of trees and uh, flattened. And um, I don't know what's coming up there, but it really is, you know, what happens to the wildlife, the urban wildlife, what happens to the, the flora and fauna that were living there, um, they've all been displaced. And I think that that for me is, you know, we, we, we talk about climate change, we talk about all, um, you know, being concerned with, with these issues and I don't know. I mean, I figure, you know, we've had these landslides from, we've had flooding, we've had, and then there's always this whole thing about redevelopment and, and intensive development and, you know, the, and the resulting um, uh, impact of that has been, you know, flash floods and has been amongst other things, right? So, so here was an area that was perfectly poised to be a catchment, you know, to provide that, really that green lung and that breathing space right on the edge of uh, the commercial city centre. And now it's not there anymore or part of it is not there anymore. And I think that, that I, for that, I will mourn. Mm. I mean, on top of, I guess, um, the importance of preserving a space, uh, you know, an area like, like like the Federal Hill here for environmental reasons, um, Bukit Persekutuan of Federal Hill also has a very... Uh, has a huge significance in terms of its, I guess, heritage to the capital, right? Yeah, I mean, it it is, you know, it is an urban forest, right? And it has a very, very large cluster of government quarters, which were built in the early 1950s and and, and a little bit beyond that as, as well, you can say, a cluster, right? You know, because they, they, they kind of like typified uh, what was happening, and, and we can go into sort of the history of that in, in a bit. But you have this group, you know, an ensemble of these uh, properties that have a character and give the place its identity, but it is not gazetted formally as a heritage place. 
Because I think, you know, I think part of the problem with this word heritage is that um, people are sort of associated with things which are old. But if you think about 1950, that was 70 years ago. 1952, when they sort of, you know, the early 1950s, when they started developing, uh, adding, you know, the, 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 these, uh, creating these new bungalows and single story houses and maybe some linked houses uh, to provide accommodation for the civil service, right? And um, because there was a pressure, this is post-war, pre, um, you know, Merdeka, and KL was sort of, you know, finding it, it in recovery mode, right? Pre-war. And as the city developed and as its population grew, there needed to be this accommodation, residential accommodation, and this area was available. Um, and so these houses were built there, not, not uh, intensive, you know, high-rise development, but really fitting in with within the topography, within the, the, the landscape of the area. Because if you think about, if you, just looking at all of this, if you think about all of this, in terms of its, um, how do I put it? In terms of KL, let me just go back to, to that. You know, Federal Hill is nested within all these other hills, right? There is Federal Hill on the one side, you know, and then there is Kenny Hill, you know, just nearby. And there is just so many hills, you know, like Bangsa, uh, part of Bangsa, Bukit Mandaraya is nearby. Uh, Bukit Damansara is nearby. And all of this side of uh, the city center, which was away from the, the lower areas, which were where the two rivers, the Gomba and the Klang River met, you know, which is what we say is the confluence of the two rivers and the start of the city, the, the commercial trading post, which we know as Kuala Lumpur, that's lower area, lower land. But all of this is, um, imagine Bukit Aman, right? This is all part of a sort of a, a rolling landscape of, of hills. And um, Federal Hill just happens to be within that area. Um, it was, uh, you have other um, places like the Lake Gardens that were built or that were created within that. But if you go into the Lake Gardens, you know very well that, you know, there are areas in the Lake Gardens which are higher and other areas which are lower, right? And so it really is a, a, a quite a gentle um, topography, but it is hill, rise, and dale, lower land, right? And the road systems would have just taken you around and skirted these hills or these rises, uh, these this this rising uh, topography. And within that, you have on Federal Hill because it was relatively low density uh, development. You had this forest this urban forest that grew up and has, you know, is very lush. And um, from the MNS survey in, in uh, 2007, you know, they identified, you know, hundreds of, of forest plants, you know, um, wildlife species, endemic floral species, as well as some threatened uh, flora species, 
birds and reptiles and insects and all of these that you you found, you know, so you have your butterflies and your fireflies and your moths and your insects. And, and this is what the forest, because it was a forested area, the flora and the fauna survived and not just survived, but thrived. So you do have, while you do have uh, permanent forest reserves like Bukit Nanas and um, you have, uh, you know, the Kota Damansara uh, community park, right, the forest, and you have places like Frim, they are all, it, it's wonderful that they're still there. But KL kind of deserves, I feel, um, more forested areas. We could, we could always do with these green lungs, um, which are more organic, which are not, um, not so organized in a sense, but they're not dense, like, uh, you know, they're not primary uh, forests. Um, but they still provide uh, a haven for the flora and the fauna of this urban place. So that's one of the things about it. And the nearby, you have all these historical sites that relate back to the country's independence. You know, you have the Tugunagara, you have the Parliament Building, you have the Dataran Merdeka, you have, you know, Stadium Merdeka and Stadium Nagara. Um, surrounding it, you have the railway line, you know, from, from the original, of course, the, the old railway station, uh, you know, which has now been redeveloped. And, well, not the station itself, but, you know, the, the, the goods yard, the South, South Goods Yard, which is now um, uh, Central, KL Central, um, which is a, a transportation hub, right? And all of these things are all part of the character and the historicity of this town, this city. Uh, it's not a very old city. We're talking, you know, an under as a city, as a modern, not, not a village, you know, but, but, you know, having a modern a commercial town centre. What are we talking about? You know, 150 years or, or slightly more than that because KL if we're looking at something like the 1850s when not that Kuala Lumpur didn't exist, but Kuala Lumpur was not a town. It, it wasn't a commercial entity and it became that kind of commercial entity because of tin. So all of this relates back to the economic history of the country, the political history of the country, the, the development of the country. And Bukit Persekutuan, I mean, imagine that it's called Bukit Persekutuan, so it's called Federal Hill, you know, and, and so you can then go into why is it called Federal Hill? Because there is a road there that's called Jalan Persekutuan, which was the federal road. And the federal road, you know, harkens back to very much the early part of the, the, the 20th century, you know, in the early 1900s, 1905, 1906, when they developed this road, which ran off of uh, Jalan Damansara, which was uh, one of the, the thoroughfares that eventually got you to um, Klang, really, you know, and, and, and to the outskirts of KL, um, you have this one place which relates back to the historical and political economic development of the city, and it is called Federal Hill.
That was our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa reacting to a recent news report indicating that some development projects have taken place on Federal Hill. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Our resident heritage conservation expert, Elizabeth Cardosa, joins us in this episode to react to a news report that claims that there are development projects currently underway at Bukit Persekutuan or Federal Hill. This is of course not ideal considering how crucial Federal Hill is, both as a green lung to our city as well as a highly significant heritage site. Elizabeth thinks that sometimes we might have taken spaces like this in our city for granted. So I think that we have kind of like, we kind of, because we don't really pay much attention to these names, a lot of people don't, we, we kind of go, okay lah. <laughs> But really, they have a historical significance. So I think that that, for me, I think is is the loss. You know, um, the, the 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 urbanite, uh, the the KL urbanite doesn't actually know or recognize um, the value of this area because it's it's you know it's been there. It's always part of our landscape, our memory, and um, it's only. When such pressures of development, when demolition happens, and when an area is lost or or changed dramatically, okay, change happens. But um, sometimes when change happens, um, you know, today it was there and tomorrow it's gone. You know that kind of thing. You know, we we kind of sit up and try and pay attention, or, or we kind of go, "What happened?" You know, where we lose a part of that familiar. Background. Um, I, I wish that you know, for for people in KL um, who do know this area, that they will actually say, "Wait a minute, you know, it is. We we shouldn't forget about it. We shouldn't just treat it as part of our as a backdrop. You know, let's pay some attention to this because it presents and it provides KL with a character." You know, we, we and this ensemble of, and I will talk about the, the the ensemble of buildings which were part of the government quarters, you know, civil servant quarters. Um, very much you find you find uh, enclaves of that in other areas, but again, you know, a lot of them have been kind of changed or lost or repurposed or. Maybe two or three of them, you know, remain somewhere, but they're kind of not part of of our landscape. So, what we look at Bukit Petaling, you know, the area behind uh, the palace, Jalan Bellamy, all of that's going to be redeveloped. We look at the Cochrane uh, Jalan Pudu area, you know, all of that again, the housing quarters for different um, groups of government servants. That's all gone. Um, the hundred quarters in in Brickfields, that's all gone, you know. Um, and I think that that some of them were there earlier, from the early twentieth century to the mid twentieth century. But here we are talking about this really quite large group of quarters, which as a group have a great value. Individually, they are not necessarily outstanding. You know, you don't look at it and say, "Wow, this is a beauty queen." You know, no. But you look at the group and you say, "Oh, 
that it evokes a sense of familiarity. It evokes that 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 it's actually quite pleasing to see, you know, that they are different and yet they are the same. So you have a relationship of that. And if you anyone who grew up in government quarters would look at that and recognize or grew up around government quarters will recognize the, the sense and the sensibility of places like this. And I think that that its loss is to be regretted. I, at least I regret it, you know. Um, and um, I hope that, I, I mean, I don't know what the development plans for the area are. Uh, and I know that MNS uh, have been, um, and, and ICOMOS Malaysia um, has, you know, tried to and has done and made many presentations to try to stave off um, new redevelopment um, that is the demolition of and the replacement with new structures rather than repurpose what is already there. So I think that that I think is something that perhaps, you know, as the city grows and expands and as we set ourselves up, KL sets itself up to be a city for all, a world-class city. That used to be the tagline. Now I think it's calling itself the city for all. Well, all means all. All means modest and all means grand. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's from small to the grandiose, all, the full spectrum. And when you lose part of that spectrum, it leaves holes. It leaves holes in the storyline. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. When a piece is missing, you kind of go like, okay, like, you know, what can complete this picture? Well, I'm not saying no redevelopment, but I am saying that sometimes when things are intact and you can work within that, you can add, sure, but, you know, why subtract? Why demolish? I, I I think that that's really a big question. And is there no other land that can be developed? Is there no other area? Are there, you know, other areas which are, you know, publicly owned land that you want to develop? Has it been sold? I have no idea. Um, maybe you can find out more about that part of it. But, you know, I'm just looking at it from the point of view of, of this group of um, buildings within really an area which has a certain character to it, which I think um, is, it's extremely sad that it, they haven't even been mapped. You know what I mean? You, you know, you don't even have really proper records of it, you know, um, how, of, of both the social, cultural, architectural um, environment. I mean, I know MNS has done certain things. I know Ikemos Malaysia has done certain things. I know Badenwarasan did certain things, um, you know, to try to record. But really, it isn't a comprehensive record because, you know, in, you know, people have gone in and initiated like a full study. You know, they have been, it's like fight, fighting fire, you know, doing, you know, building your fire break, you know, but, you know, the fire can jump, right? Um, across the fire break. So, so I think that that uh, for me is, is something we need to have this vision. We need to have, I think, an understanding and an empathy for um, heritage and historical buildings and areas in KL, regardless of whether they are listed as under the National Heritage Act or under any other act. It's the same as with, with, with parks and with forests and playgrounds and areas which are green, you know, um, the green 
area and 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 sort of from the that kind of urban green spaces more and more and more people are recognizing its importance for mental health for physical health for really the health of the environment and i go back to you know issues related to climate change etc um, that really these areas are, are extremely um, important and make a great contribution. And it's always when they're not there that we kind of go like, oh, you know, oh, isn't it a pity? But then, but then it's too late. I mean, we've spoken about this a lot, right? And I think to some extent, I think maybe maybe yeah, some of our listeners, they're already aware of the issue, but what can they do to contribute to the conversation in a positive way? I mean, they can, they can, I guess, to a certain extent, I guess, learn more about it. But, you know, what else can they do? I think, I think that, that as a society, we really should take more interest in understanding the role of and the nature of forest reserves and, and, and conservation, forest conservation management, you know, um, not just uh, physical buildings conservation, but forest conservation and this, this kind of um, green uh, spaces. and they can be forest reserves, but they don't have to be, you know, number one premier uh, reserves, uh, you know, which are natural protected areas, but they should be protected and preserved because these hill slopes, KL has experienced so many hillslides, right? And in the last few months, you know, you turn every, every little while, there is another hillslide. And this area is very hilly. So we are looking at damage which can come about. And yes, no doubt you can protect your slopes. But what are you going to do to protect your slopes? You, you, know, you cut back your hill, you add gambians, you uh, concrete it up. And then the water has nowhere to drain or to run off. And so then you get, um, because our rains are so tropical, yeah? storms for uh, rains are, are so heavy and so fast and, and the volume of water that comes down and then they have no place to go so then you have your flash floods and then you have property which is damaged and, and so everything has a has a sort of like a I don't know a domino effect you know um, so I think that people in KL should take measure and say wait a minute you know if we are going to have a new development can we have can this information be sort of made more public, you know, rather than this is what I'm saying now is, is kind of like a, a, a knee-jerk reaction, right? You know, I, oh, it's already happened. So, you know, then it's, it's the expression of, you know, shutting the, the stable after the horse has, you know, bolted. Um, you, you are just, we don't know. And then, oh, you know, this has happened. And then um, after a while, we kind of go like, ah, yeah, okay, we can't do anything about it. And then, and we don't do anything about it. And then the next thing, <laughs> when it happens again, we go, oh, yeah, you know, we should have done something about it. And then we don't, you know. And so all the hills in the area, Bukit Gassing and, and uh, you know, Bukit Pataling, all of these areas which do provide this and promote this environment, which is good for your health, which is good for healing, which is, you know, has a therapeutic, because it's green, yeah, uh, space has the therapeutic um, effect on urban living and on people who live in, you know, the citizens of Kuala Lumpur and the residents of, of the city. Let's map them. Let's 
protect them. Let's at least understand that they are there rather than sort of neglect them. And, and if we can look after them, I think if we can establish, you know, that we um, have a comprehensive, holistic view, not an ad hoc, a little bit here and a little bit there. And um, because it, it's not, it shouldn't be, you know, I do a little bit here, you do a little bit there, and we don't come together and we don't share information. Uh, we need to focus. And I think that, that uh, there are, there certainly is more individual groups and community groups who are beginning to be concerned and agitated and more and more. I mean, there's not just that there, there's quite a lot now, but there isn't, I, I don't think I see a, a platform um, and a neutral space within which all of these groups can kind of share the information. I think we kind of all do it within our own little groupings. Um, so I think that there is strength in numbers and, and I, I don't know how, but very often we kind of leave it to the politician, we leave it to the developer, we leave it to the community leader and people can't do it on their own. We do kind of need to sort of, um, you know, stand up and be counted and look in our neighborhoods and see what is it that is of value to me personally but what is it of value to my community? And let's list it, you know, let's let's talk about it. And so, you know, I'm grateful to you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. You know, I don't know who listened, but, you know, at least talk about it, talk. And then um, not just talk about it, but but if you are within, you know, if you have any ability to influence anything, even if it is an opinion or inform a child or get um, your, I don't know, your wakil rakyat to, you know, begin to engage with this. I think we need to start doing that. We need to have a combination of the expert with the community group, with the politician, with the developer. And I, I suppose, you know, if sometimes we are all talking about, we all want good things but we don't necessarily speak the same language and sometimes we don't understand each other. So I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen. And what the, the city planning, you know, the, the, the KL city plan is supposed to be a mechanism, a tool to engage with it. So let's really use it and stand up and be counted for it rather than sort of say somebody else can talk, you know, um, so, yeah, we need, we need to think about KL as having many different aspects. And so can't we have the huge development and the mega towers sit cheek by jowl with these really much more laid back, very low keyed, very low scale, very low density breathing lungs? And why can't they coexist is my question. 
You've been tuning in to I Love KL and this week our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa joined us to react to a news report claiming that development projects have started at Bukit Persekutuan or Federal Hill. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Stay safe and join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.